is the Youth Worker Collective podcast from Young People's Ministries. You don't have to be in ministry alone with resources, coaching, games, and more at umcyoungpeople.com. Hey everybody, it's uh, Chris and welcome to our next Youth Worker Recharge. Uh, I've been at the Perkins School for Youth Ministry all week and um, it has been incredible. One of the reasons it's been incredible is the worship leadership that we have had at the Perkins School for Youth Ministry. So uh, because I am somebody that has absolutely no musical talent at all, <laughs> I am going to ask a series of questions about worship leadership, music and youth ministry um, to the awesome crew that's been here leading worship. Um, guys, do you, do you mind introducing yourselves first? Yeah. Yes, I am EJ Fields um, from Louisiana. Bill Galindo from right here in Dallas, Texas. Right on. And how did you guys uh, meet? How did you guys get connected? Uh, well, I think we were at a Taco Bell one time. And then I said Tequila Taco Bell. Yeah. And then he started speaking Spanish. Yeah, speak, speaking Spanish. Oh, that's how go. we kind of met. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, I was uh, the youth pastor at uh, the Potter's House of North Dallas in Frisco. You bet. And uh, we, I was there um, helping with the youth. So we did a youth camp together yeah. mm-hmm. and for a whole week. Mm-hmm. And that's really how we kicked it. Yeah. Out. So he was singing and I was uh, in the background. He, you know, yeah. he, no, he yeah. was pastoring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he was pastoring. Yeah, I was preaching. Or, yeah, he was preaching. Or telling the kids to get off the, you know, the stage yeah, or whatever. That is part of pastoring. <laughs> it is. <yeah. laughs> You're going to break your neck, sir. Like, you know, all of that. Well, that's really cool. So, all right. Obviously, you're both very gifted musicians as well, because I got to experience that all week. Um, how did you discover those gifts? If if you think back to maybe your days as a youth, were those encouraged? Did you just sort of naturally have them? Were they God-given? What What's the story there? Well, I got to remember a long time ago. <laughs> uh, but so my family, uh, a bunch of musicians, and uh, there was a need in our church for a drummer. And I was just like, hey, let me see if I can do this. And so I went up there and I tried and and I guess I tried hard enough to 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 be able to hold a beat a little bit. Uh, but the, after that, it just kind of grew and grew. My my passion for music grew and uh, to the point where I attended college and, you know, uh, studied music. And so all of that. But, yeah, it was just a, a desire, a passion. And then um, it was. I discovered something and and I think it was just like God ordained. Like, I don't, I, I can't really explain it, but yeah. there's just a passion. Like we all have a passion for something. Yeah. We all have a desire for something and it's, you know, it's a tool and, and it's God gives the gift, but it's us that has to cultivate that gift. Mm. Right. So, yeah, I think, um, well, my, my background is a little different. I was at a, a church, you know, and there was a lot of drummers on the first mm. row. And so, mm. we, you know, everybody had their Sunday to play on offering time, like you mm-hmm. can only play in offering time. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I had my Sunday to play in offering time and the drummer there, he was like, you really can play. <laughs> <laughs> and so they started letting me play like one of the songs for church serving. Then I kind of just took the drummer spot because <laughs> I could play, but I was young. I was like five. Yeah. And um, that's how it was. And my mom said I used to beat on, uh, on pots and pans. I don't remember that. That's what she said. Yeah. She said, you know, and so it just grew. It grew into uh, me wanting to learn the piano and then me wanting to learn the guitar. And then now I'm here. Oh, that's An awesome. Amazing singer. Oh, yeah. That's well, amazing. I was going to yeah. say, yeah, I mean, absolutely incredible. Um, so obviously there is there's a power, right, that's in worship. Yeah. Um, it, it is, uh, in my experience, one of the things that really 
ties every generation of the church together yeah, when you're able to be together and worship mm-hmm. that way. Um, because you both kind of had this gift and were fortunate enough to be in congregations that nourished it and welcomed it. Um, if I'm a church leader, um, how might I keep my eyes open at my own church, right? Mm-hmm. For yeah. youth or for people that might have some of the yeah. same kind of interest when it kind of putting on that adult mm-hmm. hat now, right? And looking yeah. at that upcoming generation. Yeah. One of the things that I did when I was a youth pastor was created opportunity for students to uh, share whatever gift they have. Um, you know, and I think that we can, we think about worship, we think uh, solely about music, mm. but I, I believe that we can worship God in, in many areas of, of, of dancing, yeah. of, yes. yeah. of, you know, drama. I've seen yeah, mm-hmm. drama, yeah, drawing like, a, uh, you know, like uh, all these different things. So it was my responsibility as a, as a youth pastor to, create those opportunities for those students to um, display their gifts. Right. Um, And so I think that in the forefront for me was like, give them opportunity. We make, um, you know, I would say this all the time that we make time for the things that we want to make time for. I I believe that's true, but we also make opportunities for the things that we want to make opportunities for. And we have to be intentional about uh, just creating the type of uh, opportunities just to, display those gifts now it's we used to call it a talent show um but it wasn't to to hey let me show you what i can do no it's like this is the gift that god gave me and i want to give it back to him and so that was at the forefront of our hearts is that we just want to utilize the gift and the talent and and also discover and uncover some gifts that may have been laid dormant that they don't even know that's on the inside of them oh yeah the the image that comes to mind as you talk about that is almost like the uh that that parable of God about being the generous gardener, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like there are just seeds that get scattered yeah. mm-hmm. and, and things are going to grow yeah. wherever Absolutely. those seeds are. Right. And, and you look that God just yeah. plants and plants mm-hmm. and plants. It's yeah. really incredible. Yeah. Well, and, and when you talk about plants, like everything that you feed will grow. Yeah. Right? And so yeah. maybe a, a student is watching or a parent, you know, whatever seed is in there, if you feed it, it'll grow. And so if they, a student like my son, like I, I pray, day and night that he just would gravitate to an instrument, but he wants to play video games. And so as soon as he uh, feels like a need, like I want to do this, like I'm going to invest in that. And I think it's, it's important for us as, as parents, as leaders, as, as pastors, as youth workers. Like if, if you see a student that is um, intrigued in, in, a, in a certain area, like it's our responsibility to, to help yeah, them feed cool. that gift. Right. Yeah. And that's what, I mean, that's why we're here. Is yeah. because somebody gave us an opportunity and uh, they saw that something on the inside of us and they invested in us. And so like our responsibility is to invest in the, in, the, in the next generation. Yeah. Well, and, and you all put that on display here as well. Like yeah. I, I, I would miss an opportunity if I did not spin um, my recorder around so that y'all can see the drummer that was part of our worship <laughs> leadership here as well. <laughs> <laughs> clearly part of a different generation <laughs> and so thank you for sharing your gifts here yeah, as well right you. yeah all right question for you since since i'm over and focused on yep. you now so being in worship and leading worship can be two different experiences right let me ask you all the question about how you stay present and how you find yourself being able to worship even while you're leading is that hard is that easy tell me a little bit about your experience like I always grew up in the church, so I always been around worship. And like my my grandfather's a pastor, I'm a pastor's, you know, grandson. So I always been around the church, so I know how it goes. Like for me, 
musically, I just try to lock in. I try to like listen to what guys telling me right. to do. I try to just follow his lead. It's not art. It's just got listen. Yeah, yeah, I love it. How about you? Uh, I think um, I think it varies. I think earlier in my life, I I did care about the like worship. I I, I did care about the expression that people gave from worship. Yeah. But, uh, as I got older, I realized that um, it was that wasn't my job. You know, what I'm saying my job was to go and um, help push an atmosphere where God could be present. And so, if I keep my mind on that, mm. just pushing the atmosphere for God to be present, mm-hmm. for God to reign, then it kind of mm. takes me out of the fact of looking at people's face, seeing what they're doing, if they're sitting down, if they're standing up, if they turn around, if they're walking out. You know what I'm saying? It kinda, <laughs> it's like it's almost like it, it gives you a tunnel vision because now you know that it's not my, I'm not in my own strength. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I'm up here because I'm doing what you want me to do and I'm not in my own strength. And yeah. when you learn that, then that can help you with your nervousness. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? I used to be really nervous because yeah. I was thinking about if I mess up. You know what I'm saying? But I had to learn that it wasn't about me. You know, mm-hmm. it was about him. And if, if and if I could hone into what he wanted, and then we'll be fine. Because he, he's not going to let it fail. Yeah. Well, and I appreciate that observation so, so much because, um, all right, so confession, right? Like, um, I have been in churches where people are self-conscious mm-hmm. about how they look in worship, yeah. right? Or how much they let themselves go. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I've also been in churches where just everybody is lost in that moment, mm-hmm. right? And there is singing no matter how great or how yeah. terrible you sing. There is dancing no matter yeah. how great or terrible you right. are at dancing. Um, there's clapping, even if you're clapping completely yeah. offbeat and screwing up the band <laughs> right. on stage. Um, and I think that that, that sort of refreshing spirit is able to more easily get into the worship space and in the room when you've got leaders in that mindset. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Yeah. And I think uh, from a leader standpoint, like I always think like this uh, when I'm planning songs or, you know, whatever now in my uh, respective role, like um, I want to lead people um, into the presence of God and I can't lead people there if I ain't been in there, you know? And oh, so, yeah. Uh, it's important, like, um, you know, properly planning um, you know, and so I get what I need from the Lord uh, prior to leading the congregation into right. yeah. worship. And so uh, I think it's important for me as a leader, like if I'm going to leave somewhere, some, you know, someone somewhere, I need to know where we're going. And so I, I, I spend a lot of time throughout the week just, you know, seeking the Lord and asking him, you know, whatever. Uh, and then uh, another thing that I've, I've had to learn over the last several years is getting out the way. Mm -hmm. I mean, you alluded Mm -hmm. to it, but like a lot of times we um, get in the way, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, because I want to sound a certain way or I want to be like so and so. I want to be who's who's, uh, Cody Carnes or, you know, I want to sound like the Maverick City guys. And, you know, uh, one of the things that that God uh, really showed me at a young age is that, you know, I don't need you to be them i need you to be who i called you to be yeah and to for us to be comfortable in who god like i love ej and i love his sound i wish i could steal it from him like i really do <laughs> like i wish i could just like the, the little mermaid ah uh, and just kind of take it and be like i'm gonna use it uh but no man i i had to be comfortable in in who god created me to be mm, yeah uh, and i can be a little uh 
you know, we're not supposed to be envious, but we're jealous. But like, I'm like, I can admire EJ's, you know, style and his swag and, and his, uh, the way he presents himself and all of that stuff. But I got to learn how to be comfortable with who God created me to be. And so, um, yeah, when I, I think that that might be the note that I leave the episode of the Youth Worker Recharge on because for any youth leader, right? Like, I, I do think that's something that we really hope and pray that we experience ourselves, but can also pass on to the young people Absolutely. in our, uh, ministry settings, right? Yeah. Like, um, we all have an identity in Christ. Mm -hmm. And when we figure out yeah. that identity, mm -hmm. um, everything else seems to sort of blossom and open up and bloom because we can be comfortable with who we yeah. are yeah. and who we were created to be. Yes. Yeah. Well, y'all, thank you so much for the time today. Thank you for all your time here in Dallas. Thank you to Patrice and the other staff from the Perkins School for Youth Ministry that put this event on this year. Um, if you are looking for training events in youth ministry, Perkins School for Youth Ministry does happen every year, usually in the first full week of January at the SMU Perkins campus. So be on the lookout for more information for the next time that this thing happens in, oh my gosh, early 2024. Thank you guys again Absolutely. for the time today. Thank you. See ya. Thank you.